LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. I'm Derek Hanna. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel centered ministry every week. Now, we're going to New Zealand, and uh, New Zealand, uh, uh, that's where I'd like to be on holiday at the moment, if I'm honest, really. It's such a beautiful place. Yeah. Freezing. 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 But you know when you go to places and they're meant to be freezing, and they've got fires, and you you put on more clothes, and you know they just geared up for it, and you're geared up for it. I don't feel like that's, you know, that's not, that's not Australia. That's not Sydney. I feel like I'm still I've never Australia. really, I've never really understood those things, those enclosed thongs. I don't really understand. So if I can't wear thongs, then I'm not going to a place. And for our American listeners, thongs are, ge- or Kiwi listeners, jandals. There you jandals, go. The old flip-flops. Yep. Now, the one thing is not brought to you by uh, make sure you wear good, solid clothes during winter. It's brought to you with thanks to Geneva Push, the Australian Church Planning Network. We're also part of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. So jump on their iTunes page to see a whole bunch of other quality Christian podcasts. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing, and we're hearing from Rowan Hillsden in New Zealand about heading back to church. Yeah, so I caught up with Rowan um, just to hear what their experience was like as they moved back quite quickly. They went into the lockdown very quickly. I remember we had a conversation with Rob Morton, uh, who's in New Zealand, as well, they went very quickly into lockdown, very hard lockdown as well, and they've come back out the other end um, quite quickly also. But Rowan leads a church in Auckland, and uh, we wanted to pick his brains about what it was like to lead people through this time of coming back out of COVID, coming back out of isolation, how it is that he thought about that in leading the church, and how it is he helped other people think through this also. I'm looking forward to hearing from him. For you guys, as you um, as you did come back out, how how long have you been back out now? What what did it look like with the steps coming back out? How did they do that? Yeah, so for us, we went quite quickly in uh, to uh, churches can't meet. Um, so that that's happened all the way through until two. We've had two Sundays now where we've been uh, allowed to gather. Churches were um, the and large gatherings were the last place. Um, to be able to gather. And that had some implications actually for the way that um, we found that during lockdown, people had nothing to do. Um, and so we ran a whole lot of training courses and we had massive uptake for that. Um, we basically tripled our training courses that we did online over Zoom. And um, lots of people jumped in and did stuff on, you know, Reformation history and on one-to-one Bible reading. Uh, we we're in marriage course online. Um, then when, when businesses started to go back being socially distant, they could meet, but churches couldn't because we were large. Our congregations are over 200 each um, uh, before lockdown. And, um, and so that meant that as we've now come out on the other side, um, some people have put in other parts of their lives uh, and, and filled up their weeks and church has been the last kind of um, plank to put in there. So that's just something we've kind of hadn't expected and now been feeling. Um, can you give me some examples of that? We're seeing, I'm seeing that a little bit in sports, kids' sports teams and things like that, yep. but how are you seeing it? So particularly, you think through our music teams. Um, you know, Previously, we, we had one night a week that was set aside for music practice. We weren't gatherings, so there was no real music going on in that, in that sense. And so different things have come up for people that they've just put in their diaries 
uh, that now we're back. We're like, great, let's get our teams moving. And people are like, oh, but I've got this thing this Thursday because we didn't we didn't have church then. And and so I just I, I, I kind of signed up to other stuff. <laughs> um, and so we're kind of seeing a little bit of that. Um, Look, uh, I've got a few things to talk through that we've learnt coming through this phase of now being able to gather together as, as a large church. We don't have to gather in any social distancing, so that's fine. Um, but as we've come back together, we've seen some differences in our teams where the teams that we were able to actually get together on Zoom for a team meeting beforehand, um, so unsurprisingly, performed far, much, far better um, as we got into um, actually meeting together than those that hadn't. So we found lots of teams that had come back together uh, the first Sunday. We were just excited to see others and kind of forgot how to do things. And although we kept setting vision for them and going, this is great, actually the body coming back together as we physically have been, uh, haven't been able to do, but now we can meet together again. Um, we, we saw that some just got excited about that and, and forgot, forgot what to do. Mm. Um, and so I think... For us, we learned that being clear about what those expectations are coming back into the new phases. So being really clear with your team leaders and helping your team leaders to set those goals uh, and what they're trying to see happen and remind them of this is what we used to do. This is how we're doing it here. Um, that was really important. And the teams that were able to do that well and actually meet beforehand, we were able to do a far better job of that. I ask in that, um, sorry, you, I know there's a few other things you've learned as well. Just on the Teams one as well, have, have any of the teams or have you uh, pushed into when you will do online things in the future and when you won't? Have you had that discussion? Yeah, we have. Um, in, in terms of training, we're trying to think through offering more training online. Um, and so some people found components uh, of that online Zoom experience really helpful uh, in that they could get to things. We found for our, our newish um, course helping people to get on board with where we're going as a church people found it really easy to jump on so we've we've had people who've joined us while we've been um, online so not actually gathering not actually church um, people have come along and been watching and then turn up and we've not met them in person before but you know I've been in their lounge room as I've preached each week um, just being odd and but they've, they've come along to our newish and met some of the, the pastors there and so that, that had some real positives. And we're thinking through, are there some things that we do do online as an extra session uh, that some people can't get to? Um, and within our training within Teams, um, and our, we've got some courses that we, we're kind of helping people to go a bit deeper into, like the one-to-one -one Bible reading, uh, like church history type course things that we've, we've run. Um, but there may be some part of doing some of that content online, but then getting together, say, on a Saturday uh, for some in-person discussions or, or something like that. So we're, we're going to trial moving forward with some of our courses doing a half-half um, uh, online, half in-person. That's good. So it's not replacing the face-to-face. -face. That's gold and you're getting outcomes face-to-face. -face. You couldn't possibly go otherwise. But there are areas you're tweaking to, to get. Yep. And really trying to get a further reach for those that can't necessarily do face-to-face. -face. Yep. We won't advertise the online options as much uh, or, or at all. Uh, we'll, we'll basically keep the face-to-face -face things happening. And then when people can't get to that, we can then go, oh, this other little thing that we can help you with, um, particularly with the newish aspects. Um, and the, some of the training courses, we'll, we'll think through some of that flipping the classroom learning where we, we watch some stuff online together and then we come together to, to discuss it. Um, and so we're going to think through some of those um, learning styles as, as we try and deliver. Um, That's good. Okay. Now I interrupted you. You'd uh, you'd put one thing around teams and then coming back. What else have you uh, you seen coming back out? Um, so a couple of things that we did in, in going from um, not being able to meet to then being able to meet in the time before, as we were coming out of lockdown, um, we we 
because churches were the last to kind of be able to gather, we really highlighted for our church, this is a time like no other when you can invite people into your houses and actually try and get deep connection um, and, and watch the, the church kind of uh, service online, but to gather together and do that in, in your houses with others that you might not have met before. So we provided ways for people to be able to sign up to have people come around to their house uh, that they hadn't met before or that were new to church. It's kind of like a mystery lunch type idea where you can come around, have lunch, uh, come around before our uni congregation and um, watch that together, then go out for dinner. Um, so we provided ways where people could gather and really push that membership connection to say, this is special, like cherish this and really help people to understand how important it is to have to, to get to know people. So we kind of, um, painted this picture for church to say, you know, in a year's time, you better look back and be like, that's right. We met um, as we were coming out of lockdown and we had lunch at your place. And, you know, and we talked through that thing and there'll be the people that you'll share church with for the years to come. And so we really tried to sell that to our church before we came out of lockdown that had a bit more community in the way we did that. Um, that's very church plan thinking. Like when you start a church, that launch team you have at the beginning, you're connected forever, no matter what happens. And that can be, right. really, and that can be really hard as well. Uh, but that's the that's the culture. Well, that's the thing you're driving towards at a celebration. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so going, this is this is unique. When when are we going to get this chance again? And so helping people get excited about meeting, helping to allay some of their fears and anxieties about coming back together, which are there. Mm. But to be honest, we haven't seen much as we've gathered. Um, yeah. We thought there'd be a big oh, will we come? Will we not? Uh, and New Zealand was in the, in the position where there were no known cases of COVID when, when we started gathering. That's not the case now, but they're all in isolation, hopefully. Um, as long as our government keeps doing a good job or starts. Anyway, um, <laughs> you can uh, see there that, that, that people didn't have the same amount of fear. And maybe that was because, uh, well, under God, people understand. We kept talking through that while we weren't gathered, this wasn't church. So in our email communications, which we, we sent out at least weekly, we did a Friday email every, every week consistently letting church know that they'd, they'd get that updated where things are, things that are happening. Um, but we kept talking through recognizing the grief of not being able to meet physically, talking about that local gathering is a body. And, you know, at the moment we're dismembered in some sense, we're really longing to come back together. Mm. Um, so we, we kept talking through that um, with church to recognize the importance of the physical gathering uh, around the word. Um, what we did do when we were in the, in the in-between phase is we, we did talk through that is a gathering. You are gathering around the word there. It's not church in its fullness, but we want to encourage that gathering. Um, and I think that meant that as we came back, um, we, uh, people really had a longing to meet together. Um, now we did something interesting with our, with our university congregation, um, you could meet, you could go to a restaurant, um, and you're allowed to meet in a restaurant, but not as a church. Uh, and so, um, after the online service, we, we kind of organized for a whole lot of people if they wanted to, to come to one restaurant. It was big enough to be socially distanced and do what we needed to do. Um, and so we would have had around 60 people, um, of, of a congregation that was just over 200 before lockdown, um, as the university was coming back, um, but 60 people would have come to that dinner. It was a great dinner. It was people just hanging out, different tables, but it was a real vibe of, oh, we're back together again. Now, interestingly, when that congregation met back together fully as a congregation, which was two weeks later, um, it didn't have the same vibe that our morning church congregation did who hadn't met together earlier. Um, and so in a sense, it, it took some of the celebration feel 
away from how, hey, we're first all back together as a church. And there's still a bit of that. And we worked really hard to see that celebration happen. But our morning church congregation had this great vibe of people being like, yes, we're coming back together. We're sitting under the word. We're hearing how one another's going. Whereas our uni congregation, because uh, uh, probably over half of the core that were there had already kind of gotten back together and had that moment, um, it wasn't the same. That's really, good. That's really interesting because this is one of the big discussion points at the moment around momentum yep. and what do you do, when do you go back? Uh, and because the government's saying over here, you know, July for most states, you can start meeting again. Some in WA have been able to do that. Some churches are saying, right, let's go for it. We're in. Others are saying, let's hold off. And it is around that momentum question for them. And what, what you're saying there is, if, if I can hear it in, you're saying if you did it again, the momentum of not meeting until you fully could was more powerful than the drip feed method. Yes. And we'd already signed up to that thinking. Uh, but we thought, look, we, we can actually gather together with some people even after church. So we, we didn't gather together in a, in a half-half thing. We, we pushed all those aside because it looked like we'd be able to do it sooner. Uh, so we did wait until we could meet together. So we stayed online with our service. But, yeah, it did take away a bit from, from the vibe that we'd had um, of the Uni Church congregation coming back together because we'd met earlier. So, yeah, I'd encourage thinking very carefully about that first week you can come back at being... Um, all of your church. So one of the reasons that we we didn't meet earlier when we could have met in under a hundred, um, we could have kind of gathered at that point was it's not all the church. Um, we are a body. And, and we started talking through, do we do multiple congregations for a while then come back together? But in the end, um, if, if we'd been in this phase where we could meet as a hundred for, for a year or six months, well, maybe we'd, we'd consider that, but it was looking like things were on a trajectory of now we'd be able to come back together as a, as a large group. And so we didn't want to let our strategy of church planting and growing our congregations to around 300 and then taking out 80. That's kind of been our strategy long-term to, to force us to plant early in a way we're not prepared for because we have to and really produce something that isn't thought through in terms of vision and mission. That's just reacting because, Hey, we want to meet. It puts us kind of on the defense rather than the offense of, hey, we're here to see people come to know Jesus, grow deeply in Jesus. Um, and so we thought it was better to wait um, a few more weeks and then come together as a whole with that momentum going forward and being like, hey, this is great now. Look at us and it, it, back to how we were. And then to see um, yeah, us on mission as a church and kind of pointing people to um, what we're about as a church. We'd been doing a series throughout that whole lockdown period on what Christians actually believe, uh, which was basically a rebranded two ways to live. So six, six weeks through the basics. And the, the Sunday that just happened that we came back together in God's providence was the final, which way will you live? And so people came back together for a, hey, who is your king? What are we doing? What is the most important? Um, and that was really exciting to see people go, yes, this is what we're here for. Um, and so it had a really great vibe in that sense. But as I said, uni church didn't have as good a vibe. <laughs> Alrighty, we're gonna pause it there. That's the end of part one. Uh, we're gonna come back and talk to Rowan a little bit more in the next episode. That was that was great. Uh, great to hear Rowan's reflections. I think it's always helpful just hearing other people's stories and really helpful to see someone who's uh, really thoughtful and planned and intentional about uh, church life. Well, if you liked what you've heard on The One Thing, we'd appreciate it if you just take a moment to rate the show on iTunes and even leave a comment. Thanks for joining us for another episode of The One Thing. I'm Derek Hanna. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon.